Disney may soon be in court over a long-term financing deal with one of its partners. I know this sounds boring, but I promise it's actually not. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with a special report on a story that broke yesterday. I plan to do my streaming charts show today, but I really wanted to dive into this. Don't worry, I have that other show prepped. It's going to be up this weekend. But I wanted to talk about this because it touches on everything that we've been talking about as far as business goes in Hollywood. The idea of residual payments or payments after the box office gross receipts come in. The idea of streaming. The idea of paying your partners fairly, which is largely why the writers and actors are on strike. And this is what we would call back in my Screen Junkies news days uh, a broccoli story. It is a business story, but I wanted to dive deep into it because I do think that it's interesting and reading all the reporting can be a little dry. So I wanted to break down exactly what this conflict is between Disney and one of their long-term financial partners, why it's important to the Hollywood industry as it stands right now, and what might happen next. This lawsuit that's been filed is really just the latest conflict over what's often called Hollywood accounting or studio accounting, which is basically the idea that studios will hide money using different financial tricks in order to not have to pay out to people like these co-financiers or stars, writers, directors that may have profit participation in the movies. This lawsuit was filed in Los Angeles by a company called TSG Entertainment. They're not a production company. They don't make movies, but they go to studios, they work with studios and basically say, hey, we will invest in your movies or a slate of your movies and in return, we will get some of the gross receipts back. So it's basically all of the income from a movie, not just box office, but also things like home video sales, digital streaming, which will come into play. All of that kind of gets put into a pool of gross income before you deduct expenses, and they will pay off their investment in that way. But it is up to the studio, essentially, to say, well, here's how much money has been brought in by a particular movie. You may not know the name TSG Entertainment, but you probably know the logo. It's the one with the guy who shoots an arrow through a bunch of axes, and you usually see it alongside three or four other production logos before a movie begins. Starting back in 2013, TSG began a long-term partnership with 20th Century Fox when it was its own independent studio, and they basically replaced another company that had been in a long-term partnership with Fox called Dune Entertainment. Dune Entertainment was run by Steven Mnuchin, who would go on to be the Treasury Secretary of the United States, and Dune would later team up with Brett Ratner's Rat Pack Entertainment and co-finance a lot of films over at Warner Brothers. According to TSG, since the beginning of their partnership with Fox in 2013, they invested a total of $3.3 billion in 140 projects at the studio over the past decades. And again, that's an investment in exchange for a return of the gross receipts of the film. And these weren't small indie films either. TSG partnered with Fox on, as I said, over 100 films, including The Fault in Our Stars, Gone Girl, Kingsman, The Secret Service, The Martian, Deadpool, Logan, the Shape of Water, The Greatest Showman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Free Guy, West Side Story, and recently Avatar The Way of Water. Over time, TSG claims that the return on their investments kept getting smaller and smaller, so they got a little suspicious. They wondered why they weren't making more money, so they commissioned an independent audit of just three of those 140 films. So they got their own auditor to go in, look at the books, and they claim to have found tens of millions of dollars just on those three projects that should have come back to TSG, but which the company was never paid. And this has happened in multiple ways. So through their audit, TSG claims, first of all, that they were not paid income to which they were entitled, 
And they also say that they were charged for expenses that they weren't on the hook for through their agreement. So, for example, The Shape of Water, which is one of the movies that they audited, TSG claims that they did not get a cut of over $50 million in digital sales on platforms like Amazon and iTunes that they should have been entitled to. And they also claim that they were charged for about $35 million in distribution costs tied to the platform Movies Anywhere that they should not have been charged for by their original contract with Fox. But really, their biggest issue is with something that is becoming more and more of a controversy in this era of streaming. It's with something called self-dealing, which is basically the idea that a company will license a film to another division of their own company at a reduced rate in order to help get a high-profile movie on their broadcast partner or streaming partner without having to pay out a lot of money between divisions. When it comes to these long-term contracts, a studio and a financing partner like TSG will come to an agreement on the rough net worth or the value of a movie when you're going to license it out to somebody. So it could be based on box office receipts. If it makes this much money at the box office, then we agree that the license to sell it to cable or to now a streamer is worth this much money. And it basically kind of ensures that everybody is making the money that they should when a movie is successful. However, when it came to a movie like The Shape of Water, for example, TSG claims that Fox, before it was acquired by Disney, sold The Shape of Water to the cable network FX, which was a division of Fox, for $4 million less than the agreed upon rate, given the fact that it was a big Oscar winning movie, given the fact that it made X amount of money at the box office. And for TSG, that hurts them because that means that's less revenue that they're entitled to as somebody who financed the film or helped to finance it. And in TSG's lawsuit, they claim that this problem only got worse after Fox was acquired by Disney because the company would then habitually undercut licensing deals in order to get movies on Hulu or on Disney+, Plus, which means that the amount of money that was flowing back to TSG as an investor of the film was reduced by tens of millions or even hundreds of millions of dollars. One big example of this is a deal that Fox signed with HBO long before Disney acquired them that basically agreed that Fox would license their movies to HBO for what's called the pay one window. The pay one window is essentially that first window of availability after the theatrical release. So a movie's in theaters, you have that brief window where it's available for you know digital download. And then the very first place that it goes to after theaters, HBO, Disney Plus, whatever, that's called the pay one window. And it's very lucrative because it's oftentimes the first time that people can watch a movie at home without having to buy it on physical media or through iTunes or Amazon. In 2021, Disney renegotiated this contract with HBO so that HBO and now HBO Max or Max would no longer have exclusivity on these Fox films. And you can see this in practice with Avatar The Way of Water. If you go right now, Avatar The Way of Water is available on Max and it's available on Disney+. And that renegotiation basically entailed Disney saying, okay, listen, you'll still get movies from Fox like Avatar The Way of Water, but we will also have the right to stream it on our platform. And in exchange, you're gonna pay a much smaller licensing fee. So this very lucrative deal between Fox and HBO got a lot less valuable when Disney said, well, we want to put it on our platforms too. TSG alleges that this worked only in Disney's interest. So having a movie like Avatar The Way of Water on Disney Plus helps to drive subscriptions, helps to keep their stock price up, it keeps them competitive in the streaming race, but as a financial partner, it hurts TSG because they're now losing out on whatever that licensing fee would have been 
had Disney kept that exclusivity deal. So basically the company is unilaterally making moves that cut down the revenue to TSG as a financing partner by tens of millions of dollars, but really enriches Disney by continuing to provide their platforms with these big high dollar movies that keep people tuning in and keep people subscribing. In the lawsuit filed by TSG, their lawyer wrote, quote, these deviations from the traditional windowing of Fox's film, in spite of Fox's express and implied obligations to TSG, were a direct result of Disney's interference with the company's agreement in pursuit of its ultimate goal, to prop up its wholly or majority-owned streaming platforms and the share price of its stock using content from other divisions of the company. Moreover, as Disney's own CEO Bob Iger has admitted, his company pursued this strategy recklessly and with little forethought. For example, during Disney's August 9, 2023 earnings call in which Mr. Iger announced Disney Plus's second subscription price increase in a year, Mr. Iger admitted with respect to Disney Disney Plus, quote, we grew this business really fast, really before we even understood what our pricing strategy should be or could be. So all of this would be bad enough on its own, but TSG also makes additional claims in their lawsuit, including that according to the deal that they signed 10 years ago with 20th Century Fox, they had the right to sell back their shares or their interests in a slate of films to either the studio, which was Fox and is now Disney, or if a price couldn't be agreed upon, then they could sell their share of a movie to a third party. And it's basically like cashing out your investment and it would be able to free up some of this cash that they claim they're no longer getting from these investment deals with Disney. All of these claims or these attempts to sell their interests in a film back were reportedly rejected by Disney, despite the fact that TSG claims this was part of their original contract. Disney basically said like, oh yeah, well, you know, we'd love to resolve this problem, but no, we're not going to allow you to sell your interest in these different movies because we just don't recognize that as part of the agreement. As a result of all of this, TSG claims that they didn't have enough cash on hand due to the reduction in the amount of money they were getting from their participation in these projects to continue to invest in projects with Fox at the level that they wanted to, or sometimes even at the level they were contractually obligated to because of this long-term deal that they signed. So in a nutshell, in this lawsuit, TSG is claiming that they signed a deal with 20th Century Fox 10 years ago, that even back then they were being underpaid and overcharged, that Fox was selling their movies back to platforms like FX for much less than they were worth, which means that TSG also got less revenue from their profit participation, and that once Disney bought Fox, the problem got even worse, that Disney renegotiated contracts and undersold their movies in order to boost Disney Plus and keep new movies flowing, keep the stock price up, keep the subscriptions up, but that all of this was to the enrichment of Disney and to the detriment of TSG as a long-term financing partner. This is actually very similar to the case that Scarlett Johansson brought against Disney back in 2021 over Black Widow. If you'll remember, she sued because Disney made the decision to put Black Widow out in theaters and simultaneously available to buy on Disney Plus day and date. And Johansson claimed that because of that decision, the movie made less money at the box office that her contract specified that she would get participation based only on box office grosses and that Disney's unilateral decision to put it on streaming day and date cost her money to which she would have been entitled. Titled, and that suit was reportedly settled to Johansson's satisfaction. And Johansson's lawyer in that suit, John Berlinski, 
is also representing TSG in this lawsuit against Disney. This is actually an area of law in which he specializes, going up against major studios in order to get profit participants the amount of money to which they believe that they're owed. Belinsky also won reportedly a substantial payout from Fox in 2019 over a dispute regarding money owed to cast members and producers of the TV show Bones. So now that this lawsuit has been filed, a private judge will be sought that both parties can agree on. And if it is adjudicated, which means it goes through the legal system, then either party can appeal whatever that decision is. However, the more likely scenario here is that there will be a settlement out of court that's never really publicly disclosed. But again, based on Berlinski's history, it seems like TSG will likely be getting a payout from Disney and perhaps even a substantial payout if all of these claims are provable true. And all of this loops back into so much of what is at the heart of everything that's happening in Hollywood right now, which is this streaming revolution and the desperate attempts from every different studio to gain a foothold and often what seems to be reckless actions that have opened them up to legal proceedings from the very people that they were supposed to have been partnered with. And when you think about everything that's going on at Disney right now, you have the massive investment in streaming, the billions of dollars in revenue that they have to make up. You have the fact that the studio has released multiple movies this year that were massive investments that were disappointments at the box office. They have an ongoing strike from two different guilds, the writers and the actors. You have controversial comments from your CEO that were a real blowback and have probably hurt the studio in negotiations. You have a current labor action that's in progress from your on-set visual effects workers. They will be voting in the very short future to decide whether they want to unionize. That's something that could then spill over into the entire visual effects industry. And now you have what is likely to be a lawsuit worth perhaps hundreds of millions of dollars from a long-term financing partner that could expose some really kind of shady business practices as far as self-dealing and how they deal with their partners. Disney is really feeling the pinch here, but honestly, I don't feel bad for them at all because every one of these things that's going on is largely the result of how they run their business. And we've talked about this for so long, the idea that studios are now run by these huge corporations which have forever run as a profit-first business, whatever keeps the stock price up, whatever keeps the shareholders happy, when you apply those business practices to these kinds of partnerships and paying artists and trying to hide this kind of data like you would any other financial organization, then this is bound to come up. It just so happens that it's all coming to a head at one time. And this is a very interesting thing to track because Disney and really every studio is now fighting a war on multiple fronts when it comes to how they've conducted themselves with the whole streaming business. And it seems very likely that in addition to all of these other headaches, Disney may soon have a, even if it's kept secret from the public, multi-million or hundred million dollars settle out to this long-term financing partner. So this is something that I will keep tracking here on the channel, along with all of these other business stories. Thank you for taking this deep dive into Hollywood with me. I really do think once you get past the legalese and the business explanation, that these are fascinating things. So I appreciate your time. Thank you for spending part of your day here with me. I'll be back later this week. I've got a review of Strays that'll be up tomorrow. I have a review of Blue Beetle that'll be up probably late Thursday or on Friday morning. And then of course, as promised, Streaming Charts with Dan will be out this weekend. We have a lot of different weeks to go through with Netflix, Neil and talking about Suits, which is the big breakout hit of the summer. So I appreciate you joining me. I'll be back very soon. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then.